let's talk about our cover art for like two seconds. Yeah, let's talk about this new cover art. <laughs> okay. This should be this should be the intro. Okay, okay so uh Peter was on a lovely podcast called the Brook and Davis podcast. And I was on for... multiple podcasts last week. Okay. I'm gonna yes, for this one I'm gonna call you out on <laughs> and explain the cover art to people. Uh for like the first few seconds, uh Carol Ann, the host of your sister's podcast, explained how you were similar to Jaden. Uh, that's Peter's sister. And you said, yeah, I'm the same, except for I fucking hate anime. I literally <laughs> hate it. Do you hear my AC unit now just turning on? What? No. Good. <laughs> okay. I yeah, no, I hate don't like it actually a co-worker went to go show me a picture of someone in cosplay and i was like i'm gonna stop you right there <laughs> and she was like but it's not even anime i was like it's anime adjacent i do not need this in my life <laughs> okay so so that that brought me to the point of you saying that anime was shit and derivative and you just really don't like it in general and i thought you know what that's a great idea. Our podcast cover is going to be... It's going to have two things that we both hate. One, it has anime. Two, uh, it has Star Wars. So, Wait, what's the Star Wars part? Uh, if you look back, it has the cover of the movie Star Wars Rise of the Skywalker as the background. Um <laughs> And I'm on the side of the dark side, and you're on the side of the good side. Oh, I thought you drew that. No, if you look. Boy, was I wrong. <laughs> you um, look really close. Oh, <laughs> uh, first off. Side, I'm on the side that Kylo Ren is on, and you're like. In first trouble. off, I think. <laughs> I think that's my favorite Star Wars movie. And also. Rise of the Skywalker was legit. Is that the first one or the second one? Or, I'm sorry, is that the seventh one or the eighth one? That is the, chronologically, it's the last one. Uh, No, I hated that one. I I didn't like that one. But, um, um, yeah. The one where, I'm not going to spoil it. (laughs) You know what? Uh, Hey, everybody, uh, listeners, we spoil shit every single episode and we don't talk about the movies and we I mean we're literally six minutes in and we have not even said the same name of the movie uh, the movie we're going to talk about today is 2001's Cruella um, directed I mean, by Craig Gillespie uh, written by Dana Fox uh, starring Emma Watson and Emma Thompson and a bunch of other people not named Emma Emma Watson Emma Stone. I'm sorry. Oh, Emma okay. Stone and Emma <laughs> like, Thompson. Did we watch the same movie? What happened? It's Emma Thompson. Did you? No, I I thought you said Emma Watson. <laughs> no, Emma Stone and Emma Thompson. Okay, got it. Jesus. It starts. Different Emma. <laughs> it starts. Okay. You want to just get into this movie? Like, okay. just... So... We have a special opportunity here. This was this. Let's talk for a second about what it costs to watch this movie because, of course, we pay for things uh, on this podcast. Yeah. Okay. What did? Okay. <laughs> Where did you? Did you watch it on? Uh, I watched it on Disney Plus. Gotcha. Um, and that cost you thirty bucks. Yeah, I had a friend come over. This was like 
almost a month and a half ago. <laughs> and she's like, let's watch Corella. And I was like, yeah, sure. I'm in, into that. And we were trying to figure out where we could watch it or if we could watch it anywhere other than Disney Plus because that's fucking bullshit to pay $30 after you already have a subscription. I'm, everyone's mad about this. I'm not going to get mad about it. And she's like, just fucking hit the buy button. So I hit the buy button and $30 later, I watched a movie that I wasn't mad at. So Corella was my first movie back in theaters since last February. Mm. I believe um, we're like let's risk Delta variant uh, and we went in and we watched it uh, actually the theater is pretty cool they put two spaces between everybody and then uh, you know oh, that's cool yeah, yeah six yeah. feet I think yeah could be I don't know it doesn't matter what matters is this movie's good I have yes. a few complaints but this movie is pretty damn good thank god my sister fucking hated this movie why wait Okay, I was gonna say which sister because I assume, in my mind Daffy is the third, like is the other <laughs> sister, right? Um, <laughs> pretty much. Um, but like, wait, why? Why'd she hate it? She said it was. She said it was stupid and derivative. <laughs> Just oh, like that anime. Makes that makes sense. She's gonna hate her uh, our podcast icon then. Oof. Also no, stupid and very derivative. Uh, no, she introduced me to my favorite anime of all time, which was Monica Magica, which we're watching the movie. <laughs> what? We're watching an anime movie on this podcast. What? No takes backsies. No. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm going to find some very boring movie for you to watch, too, and you would have to suffer. Yeah, sure. As long as it takes place during feudal Japan and the Edo era or whatever. That's not even what no okay um <laughs> uh let's see uh so the movie opens up with uh estella mm. not to be mixed up with estelle estelle's so great um estelle is wonderful yeah Mad estella Love. not so much uh she's okay okay how do you how do you like the beginning flashback of this movie Oh, where the old la- that old white bitch? She's like, oh, that's a shame. Looking at a baby in a cradle, or, or just like the whole thing where she's essentially a like an eight year old delinquent. I mean, I think she's less a delinquent and more. Hmm, she's just a very like strong willed like little girl. She has her own opinions. Right, she stands up for, for what she believes in, and she doesn't take shit from anybody. I what time legit... did this movie take place? And because I feel like the was definitely still part of it. Like 80s? so, like so, 80s. like this had to be the seventies, right? I feel like she was born in the seventies, made it to no, she was probably born in like the late sixties or the early sixties, made it to the early to mid eighties, because by the time she was say twenty years old. She was doing grunge punk, right? Yeah. Or grunge rock. The worst thing this movie does is throw in all these very dated, like, fashion statements and stuff, right? It feels very, not dated as in it feels old, but dated as in, you could, like, this is obviously the 80s, but then play music from the 90s. It's very avant-garde fashion like it was obvious they were aiming for a runway fashion for almost everything for everything actually 
the okay the part where they set her on fire and like took a <laughs> took a page from Hunger Games. Okay. 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 I wasn't mad at it. It's just <laughs> I've already seen it. Um, yeah. It wasn't good then. It's equally racist. Bad. I have hot. I have hot takes on Hunger Games. Um. Okay. I'm only gonna say one thing about Hunger Games. It's that the main couple's ship name was Penis. Um. Everyone loves PETA and Katniss together, i.e. penis. Um, you're, you're the only one that says that. No one says that. No, no. You are the only one. No, look at... Okay. No, you are the only one who says that. I 100% believe you're the only one. They're, the the actor who played PETA from those movies, he did an interview where he said he... He had a bunch of 14-year-old girls running up to him telling him that they love penis, and... I hate this act. I hate <laughs> that movie. And I hate that we're bringing this up right now in the middle of Corella. Okay, Corella does deserve more than that. Um, okay, so... Back how did movie. you feel about Corella's mom being murdered in front of her at the beginning of the movie? Um, it was good, except for dogs were involved. Um, like, I don't know. I thought it would be like a Game of Thrones, like Ramsey Bolton's feral hounds, the way those Dalmatians looked. Were those Dalmatians like half werewolf or something? They were horrifying. I have many thoughts, many thoughts on these Dalmatians. <laughs> are we supposed to believe these are the same Dalmatians at the end of the movie? No, no, no. Okay. So the Dalmatians she had, which you would call brother and sister, uh, they fuck, and then they have two puppies. One is Pongo, which is the dad of the 100 no, no, Dalmatians. No, 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 Wait, 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 wait. The Dalmatians towards the end of the movie, that's Pongo? Pongo and the mom. No. No, which means no. That, those which means that like her black best friend stole her dogs. No, no, no. She gifted them. Remember, so Anita was the black best friend. Roger. No. Okay, wait was... a second. First off, I'm the lack of color in this movie is fine. There's two black characters, but changing Anita to be um, uh, what is her name? The actress. I love her to death. It is Kirby Howell Baptiste. I really. Wow, wish they gave her more to do. I know. That's a whole I, name. Yeah. I wish they did too. Um okay. I'm gonna introduce a new segment, which is uh it's very where's Waldo, it's where's the queer coded character? And no. I, you don't I, have to look hard. I truly, truly believe it was that shop store owner guy. <laughs> what a bitch. The the one like dressed up in drag wearing eyeliner the entire movie yeah oh no that's but, so hard to spot it's definitely like they tried to throw a little sid vicious in there missed by a mile and they're like here's the gay one Ta-da! i like how he was just down for whatever like rilla walks in and she's like look make me a fuck ton of garments and he was just like cool i'm down like you want me to move into this rundown house that you definitely don't own yeah. i'm down they were squatters 
which very 80s grunge love love the idea um to execute in london i don't know about that like are there actual slums in london yeah there's slums everywhere that's fair this was the 80s that's very fair. There was a lot of hard drugs, but this like the good th- ones, like this cocaine. is not the progressive two thousands, progressive twenty tens. <laughs> um, yeah, progressive two thousands. Sure, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where the listeners are, but America fucking sucks. I hate it here. <laughs> not my country. Um. Um. <clears throat> so okay we found the queer coded character wonderful um but i was actually talking about the other shop guy i was talking about the guy who was her boss for a period of time and like just shitting on her constantly before she became Cruella. i mean yeah whatever He's just a shitty boss. He's just a like a corporate fucking stooge slash suck up, just trying to, you know, get his way and to get into the the good graces of the Baroness. God, I forgot. Okay, the Baron. So she's part of the aristocracy. Then, if that's the Baroness, is her mother, and that was the Baroness after she married the Baron. So she was a legitimate child who was just like given away. Yeah. Also, what card, what sort of crazy party drugs and absinthe was this Baroness drinking at the time to give her child half black and half white hair that lasted her her entire life? Wait, wasn't she born that way? Exactly. So, what during the Baroness's oh, no. evil pregnancy? You're right she because she didn't even want the baby. So, of course, she, she was has like, to be "Take on. it away." <laughs> She's like, "It fucking died." Did party drugs exist in the 70s? Late late 60s, 70s? Okay, I'm gonna say that it was definitely like someone came in they're like, it's this new thing from the Orient. Yes, oh, they. No. it's called opium. <laughs> and they're just like fucking getting lit. Opium doesn't make half of someone scalp albino. I'm just saying, like... I mean, Wardenberg Syndrome does sometimes. Mm. Wait, Corella definitely has a like a disease or a disorder then. Like, like something gene- something okay. is wrong with her scalp. Yes, a genetic problem. Okay. That or it's the hugest birthmark ever that happens to go direct that happens to have clean borders directly along her hairline. Um just saying. I like the way we spoil movies, but nothing really makes sense. So if you're listening to this, you still really don't know what's going on in this movie. Uh, watch Corella. Don't pay thirty dollars for it. That's my no. That's my pay, pay thirty dollars for it. It I actually. Oh no, I wouldn't pay thirty dollars. Okay, buy, don't buy pay... the DVD for ten bucks. Like... Yeah, yeah, you could get it at the dollar store already. It's easy. Like it'll be on that five dollar <laughs> rack of movies. Okay. Um, uh, yada yada. Uh, let's go through the quick synopsis of this movie real yes. quick. I'm gonna do this off the top of my head, <laughs> off the okay. top of my head. Um, uh, let's see. Estella was a kid. Her mom was like, "We got to move to London." Uh, tries to go to her friend to get money. She was trying to get money out of this woman called the Baroness. Baroness kills the mom. Um, no, Which the dog's the mom. <laughs> 
I mean, if someone comes to me asking for money, they're definitely going to talk to my dogs first. Wow. Um, Corella alone, orphaned, goes to London, uh, finds two friends. They grow up uh, together, uh, all three of them living in some slum house until and doing like heist jobs which is definitely great i like the heist jobs and and using their dogs for the heist which is equally as great uh okay, i love that at... the little chihuahua oh my God, dude. tink tink is the best character in this movie he was for sure their rogue he'd like slip into places that only a chihuahua could go pocket the jewelry and come back and be like here you go um what was Jasper, right? That was his name. Wait, Jasper and Horace. Horace was Horace, in love with yes. Jasper, right? I'm telling you, Horace was in love with Jasper. Again, more queer coded characters. Okay, let me see here. Uh, uh, I'm literally looking at the cast of Corella on my phone right now. Okay, <laughs> Joel Fry played the part of Jasper. Uh, and Paul Walters played Paul Horace. Walter Hosser played Horace. Okay, I want to. Okay, I have a few like. Sl- oh, Mark Strong was in this movie too, by the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Was, he's great. So, I get that they're trying to say, okay, the Baroness. Uh, she like had a kid right with the Baron and that makes that person the heir to her fortune legally this is just a stranger who like destroyed I mean (sighs) okay but they had proof wait okay we're we're skipping ahead (laughs) okay (laughs) okay Uh... after her mother dies right she's like and that's how I died I was like was I paying attention? No. Yes, I was paying attention. What happened is, is she had to fake her death to call out the Baroness. Okay. We're still... Okay. Corella <laughs> goes to work at a department store. <laughs> yes. Which, which seems like Bloomingdale's? I don't know. Yeah, no. Well, like, so I... Okay. They have oh, menswear, they have get menswear. In, get in my mentions... London was really big on department stores. Well, department stores in general were like really big in the 70s. So this is probably like one of those really fancy hoity-toity ones. Um, Like, I believe so. They didn't actually name it, but like Estella gets fired, drunkenly breaks in, redoes like one of the the windows, and the Baroness shows up and loves it and hires her on the spot. Okay, she did it with newspaper and, like, I don't know, lipstick? Shit. Yeah, like, the window, that window display was great. And actually, like, Windows display is its own art. Like, I mean, it was the most creative thing all movie besides the garbage dress. Oh, my God, the garbage dress. I just wonder, like, you probably couldn't walk in the garbage dress, right? But being attached to the back of a garbage truck depends if you skip leg day or not. If you didn't skip leg day, you (laughs) could definitely walk that garbage stress. Okay, can we talk about? So she gets all fucked up by taking a giant bottle of whiskey from that from her manager's like special stash, getting horribly wasted, and then fixing up a mannequin display in the window to look 
like super avant-garde and fashion. She does it with newspapers and lipstick. It's wonderful. Everybody like she wakes up and she's like, "Oh fuck, I did it again." Oops, has uh, she done this before? Again, um, get drunk, um, make a crazy art statement, and then just, rebellion, and then like passes out and wakes up. I guess so. passes out in a window dressing. <laughs> it it feels like something she would do. She woke up and there were people staring at her like, "Oh my god!" And she's like, "Oh no, I did it again." It's like what? What do you mean you did it again? You've done this before. That's not okay. Um, you can't just like steal a bottle of booze and fuck up shit and be like, I'm out. <laughs> uh, so Corella goes to work for the Baroness, finds out the Baroness was the one who killed her mother, and then Cruella, her evil personality, starts popping out and she starts uh, battling. Like, battling of wits against the Baroness across town, becoming the new up-and-coming fashion designer. Yeah, which the whole idea was, originally it was a heist movie, and that was pretty cool, because she's like, Horace, Jasper, we're going in, they're like, the angle! They were (laughs) so about it. They're like, we're gonna steal some shit. (laughs) And (laughs) the best part is, is like, she does the whole thing, she becomes Corella. It's like a whole long drawn out process. Basically, she brings back the black and white hair, and everyone's like, "Ooh, um, the Baroness had a baby with half black, half white hair." This bitch shows up, half black, half white hair, wonderful okay. fashion sense. Listen, 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 listen. Are you telling me that the Baroness knew Corella was her daughter the entire movie? Yes, I. She knew for a fact because, listen, you. Okay, you're this bitch. You toss out a baby, you hand it to your servants and say, kill it. Do you, do you, like, do your staff like you enough to commit murder on your behalf? Or are one, is one of them, or is one of them who came back to ask for money several years ago for the daughter that you abandoned, the bleeding heart who kept her alive and then, like, rushed her off after you never found her again after that party where you murdered someone? Hmm. This implicates her in two murders. Of course she knew it was her the whole time. She wanted to murder her. I feel that. Okay, that makes sense. That's probably why she, like, took her under her wing to... to, like, make her the next... But I don't know. She wasn't ever going to really make... help Corella be the next big fashion thing. I think she just took her under her wing so she could control her, but that's not gonna happen. It's Corella DeVille. She's literally the devil... I mean, and that's the funny part. It's like, okay, they go through this whole part where they actually pointed out she wears a dress that she that was some sort of fake, we're going to believe fake fur, that she died to look like Dalmatian spots. And she's like, she killed my dogs and is wearing them. And everyone's like, she killed your dogs and is wearing them. And she was fine with everyone believing that. Um, like, that's not upsetting. But... <laughs> Oh, yeah, I totally forgot they stole the Dalmatians and then become friends with the Dalmatians. Okay, so let, let's let's break down this little family tree for the Dalmatians. Dalmatians are believed to be brother and sister. I think she called them brothers or sisters or whatever. One was a boy, one was a girl. Those two, we're going to assume that she just got them from perfect breeders or whatever, and they're not actually related. They have two puppies one is a boy and that's pongo and what are you talking about i i don't remember this in the movie at all i do 
Tonka was never said. Yes, was this was. like an after credit scene that I missed? It was an after credit scene that you missed. Oh. So, okay. So, oh my God. <laughs> Roger works for the Baroness as her as her lawyer. He got fired, and her little oh, voiceover. That's like, Roger. She yeah, she's like well the Roger lawyer would, is Roger. She said Roger would always blame me for this. But, oh my God! I never put two and two together. She's oh like no. he. Did. She's like he I, didn't. He didn't get fired because of me. He got fired because well, he's Roger. Oh no! Which Roger is a musician in the original thing, which makes sense that he was a lawyer but couldn't keep it together, so he became a musician. Oh my god! I did not realize. I'm blowing his. I'm blowing your I'm mind. I'm fucking. Wait a second! I cannot. Because okay. I was like, why isn't he the darling in this whole movie? And we never see Roger. Because f- her and Roger... Roger was played by... Uh, K. Van Novak. I'm pretty sure. No, he wasn't. My bad. Where is Roger? Roger. He was black, right? No, no, no. He was... Um, he was East Indian, I believe. Yeah, it's K. Van Novak. Yeah, okay, good. Got him. It's just in the picture, he looks not like he has long Jesus hair and beard, so it's really hard to tell. No, yeah, this is definitely him. He is a lot more attractive than I thought he was. Um, because they like they gave him a weird 70s, 80s afro type. No, they didn't. No, yeah, they did. Okay, why do I not remember Roger's face? This is unimportant to the movie, either way. The, <laughs> the point is. They sold the Dalmatians. They're like, hey, this one's looking really fat. It popped out two puppies. One was Pongo. One was the mom of the Dalmatians. I'm going to look up the names of the parents of Dalmatians. Parents of 100. Oh, my God. He's Vlad the Impaler in What We Do in the Shadows. (laughs) Okay, Perdita. I forgot. Okay. Okay, got it. So, this is the story of how... (laughs) God. This is a long, convoluted story that they tried to tell in the background. One, uh, Corella tries to get back at the Baroness by stealing back the necklace. She assumes that the Baroness stole from her mother because she's evil. She gets the dogs, which she realized were actually used as hunting animals to kill her mother. Oh, no. Uh, she gets the Dalmatians, keeps them with her ragtag group in her squatter's hovel. Uh, and one of them gets pregnant by the other, so I guess they were boy and girl. We're gonna assume they weren't related. What? <laughs> okay. They have they have two puppies. She gets one to Anita Darling, which is Perdita, and she gifts the other one to Roger, who is currently working on his piano musician career. Uh, and he gets it in a box on his doorstep, and it, with a name tag that already says Pongo on it. Okay, so what I I have questions. Okay? <laughs> yeah, not about this, about you being stuck on this. Why are we bringing this up so for the fourth time in a row? <laughs> Why are you stuck on this? <laughs> because at the very end, they were like, "Ta-da!" I just okay. all the Dalmatian puppies from One Hundred Dalmatians. If this is canon were incest puppies um gross um giant um, space incest baby okay 
Redford, um, uh, I'm going to have to let you know that a lot of uh, full-bred designer dogs, they're all incest babies. <laughs> That's how they do full-breed dogs. That's what breeders do. I don't understand why you're stuck on this. I'm, just, I'm so stuck on this. Which is to say that Cruella, from talk the original... To- Go talk to Lopez. He has two uh, corgis that are definitely from the same parents making puppies. So, Ew, like... disgusting. This is so bad. That's really bad. You shouldn't do that. Spay okay. and neuter your dogs, people. Um, Bring it up tomorrow during D&D. Uh, no, I can't call him out like this in front of Sydney. Um... <laughs> they might not be, but I'm pretty sure they're from the same breeder. And if they're from the same breeder, then most likely they're from the same parents. Usually, if you get them from a breeder, they give you papers with their lines, like that says, "This is their mom. This is their dad." Cool. Uh, I'm gonna drive up to Alabama and I'm gonna knock on his door. But like, I need to see the papers of your dogs. I need to. Lopez lives in Alabama. Yeah, that's why we haven't played D and D in four weeks. It's because he had a he was moving across the country. I didn't know that. I thought he was going like literally for like fun. No, um... he packed up his entire house, all 500 animals bought an RV, put all the animals in the RV, and then moved across the country. I'm here for it. Live your vagabond life, Lopez. We approve. I I have to approve. He's like my, he's my best friend. I've known him for like 30 years. Holy shit. <laughs> I've known Lopez for a very long time. <laughs> Didn't know that. Yeah. Look, me learning new things about my best friend. It's <laughs> really fucking sad. You've known your best Probably friend for 24 years. years. I think I've known you since like 2000. What? Yeah. 14. Let's say 14. Because I I've remember there were a few like years there where it wasn't horrible. I've done Lopez since like 98. So. <laughs> I mean, you mean when this movie took place? This movie that we're definitely talking about. Yeah, we're, we're not talking about it fast enough. Okay, yada, yada, yada. Corella gets one up on the Baroness. Baroness is her mom's shock. And then uh, the Baroness uh, ruins her reputation and goes to jail. Um. Yeah, right. by killing Corella, which I guess... Okay, there's a part where she sends everybody a designer dress and wig that fits that person's specifications perfectly if we're going to the Baroness's like, best scene of the movie. Ball. It's so good. That was so much fucking leg work. And she did this like in a week. I, I don't know how she, I don't I don't know how she did it. No, the Baroness um, killed Estella. Right? Yes. The Baroness killed Estella. So Corella could live. Yes, Corella could live and was revealed to be her secret, not illegitimate, because she was married to the Baron when she had this child and we're assuming she wasn't a hoe. Look, if you try to secretly kill off your own, your child, you're you're going to jail. <laughs> okay, I know that there's, I'm sure there's a word, infanticide, but that's a baby. No, um, was it, sororicide is killing your sister. What's regicide that's daughter uh, that's your father regicide yeah. no that's patricide mm, mm, regicide is killing off your brother or sister i think regi ice is a pokemon <laughs> matricide is killing your mother but how did what's the reverse of that um decicide is killing a god <laughs> actually killing all gods 
Well, that's to assume that we believe in a pantheon. <laughs> okay. I'm looking... I'm looking this up. Okay. Uh, name. Alright. This... The... Oh, it's called filicide. The act of the act of a parent killing their child. Familicide or filicide? Why are we talking about murder so much? Filicide. So essentially, we're to believe that she released a story to the press that the Baroness found her legitimate child, or found her illegitimate child, Estella, murdered her, and then her legitimate child with the Baron, Corella who looks and sounds and acts the same as Estella, comes up and is like, I've been here the whole time. I'm a legitimate child. I'm her heir. I'm taking over her everything because she's going to prison for fucking murder. Well, they have. They have the paperwork. It's all good. Yeah. Oh, that's right. They did have the paperwork. Okay, the bodyguard, the scary bodyguard, Um, he comes and he like reveals it all to her after saving her from a burning building. His yeah. problem would have been solved if he just let her die in there. No, he hated the Baroness. Yeah, but I'm just saying he could like he probably had a few years left before retirement, and he no, would... no, because he was the butler. He wasn't the bodyguard. There's no retirement if you're a butler. Mm, that's true. I mean, you think? I feel like that's a that's a personal financial decision at that point. Okay, we're 36 minutes in. Okay, listen. What's your favorite look? Okay, favorite look, garbage bag. Or, okay. okay, the part where they come and unload a garbage truck, and then it, like, all falls out. You can hear the cans and everything, so it was real garbage. And then she, like, gets up out of the garbage wearing a garbage dress, but then they she jumps up on the back of the garbage truck, and it takes her away, and she has a train of garbage that's probably about, like, a city block long. Just chef's kiss. Wonderful. I loved it. Thank you. Um... I'm looking up all the outfits because I saw this movie three months ago. Um, okay. Okay. Let's see. Uh, I know the garbage can one is like, oh, I do kind of like her just like plain working with the uh, the Baroness look. Pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. The Katniss look is good too. There were so many looks in this movie. Okay. Let me say, I've been going to Joanne's a lot lately. Um, I made I made a garment for my brother's wedding that was fun. Um, every time I go to Joanne's, I see uh, official Corella patterns to make the clothes that she had in the movie. I do have a favorite look. <laughs> okay, what is it? Remember when they trapped the Baroness in her car and then Corella got on top of the car? She's wearing like a military outfit with like the red flowy red dress. Yes. And it has like all the like chains and military insignias on it. I, I do. I like that one a lot. Yes. I think she has her hair in a mohawk. I think that's what really like. Wait a second. Yep. Did you know? Okay. The costume designer of this movie designed the costumes of one of the previous movies that we did. What? 13 Ghosts. No. <laughs> um, it's a movie that we, an episode we never released. Okay, I don't know what it is. What is it? <laughs> Mad Max Fury Road. The oh, fuck. Wait, <laughs> this tracks. Okay. 
my sister taught me a word and it's called anachronistic, which yeah. is something that doesn't fit into any slot of known pop culture history or mm-hmm. timeline or whatever. Uh, she used this to describe that weird shell thing from It Follows, which we're definitely doing that movie at some point. Um, and yeah, maybe this all sort of takes place in like a post-apocalyptic world where the Queen of London is actually like some sort of cannibal like person who controls, I don't know, gas for cars or something. Hmm. I'm taking it that way. Okay. I'm definitely going to say this all took place in a post-apocalyptic 2049 after everything got all crazy, but now it's back to normal. Sure. Okay. Um... We used to have segments in the last podcast. We're trying to keep this show to like the 30 minute mark. I would very much like to keep the shining light of the movie. What was your what's, what's your shining? My shining light is the that first Corella heist where they're trying to steal the necklace. That whole scene sequence with like the dog. The what, was it? The rats ate the camera cords and um, oh yeah, Tink was dressed up as a giant rat and Corella set herself on fire. Like that whole sequence was good. She set herself on fire. Oh she set the dress on fire, and the fire, the dress lit up on fire, and it turned red. No, no, no. That was the oh, the one in the Baroness. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, the Baroness heist. Okay, I thought you were talking about the one where they sold the necklace, where they sold the necklace from the jewelry store, where the, the dog also went in, kind of like a rat. And no, 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 no. Where they trying to steal the necklace from the Baroness? Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Um, God, my shining light of this movie. Definitely the part where she gets fucked up on her manager's top shelf whiskey and then like makes an entire window dressing and like is trying to crawl away because I've felt that way before. <laughs> you feel that it's the same feeling you feel after you wake up at a party at someone else's house and you're like, I fucked this place up so bad. I really don't have to break <laughs> anything, but I don't remember. And so you like start slowly grabbing your things and like walking away and you're like, I'll text them later. But you know, just, (laughs) it it was a, it was a feeling. It was a look. I identified with it deeply. So happy. Um, God. Okay. How many, uh, God. How many incest puppies would you give this movie? Okay. Um, actually, four out of five. That tracks. That's pretty, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, how many chihuahuas dressed up as a rat do you give this movie? <laughs> Chihuahua rats. Uh, chihuahuas are already rats, by the way. They just have bigger teeth. Yeah. yeah. Uh, more, not more attitude. Uh, I would give this movie... I'm going to give this movie 4.5 chihuahuas dressed as rat out of 5. You know what? Okay, so you're cutting one of the chihuahuas in half. I see. Yes. Um, not a lot of dogs in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My my reasoning for that is only because they really went into the fashion aspect of it to the point where like, people were tearing muslin and creating patterns and shit. That's like my favorite part of the movie. I know. 
this was all pretty accurate, actually. Everything that happened there, I was talking to my mother. She's like, no, yeah, everything they were doing, you actually do when you're, like, mocking up patterns and making fashion. Like, this is very accurate. They may have only showed a little bit of it, but it was pretty spot on. And that just really got my creativeness, like, my creative juices flowing. I hate saying that. The creative juices. Man, my juices were everywhere. You were the one who made that journey. No one else did, but you. No, I just feel like it's not, like, dirty. It's, like, disgusting. It's, like, you get so creative, it just starts, like, oozing out of you. It's fucking... Okay, anyway. I... I mean, I have no problem with that saying. I think it's great. So my creative juices, it I comes to creative juices. writing our next big uh, our tabletop game, and the creative juices just flowed right out of me, like just out of my pants and into <laughs> my shoes, filled up my socks. It was gross. But you know what? It's very aptly named. No, yeah, that's pretty true. It does sort of take over everything when you like yeah. really got a good creativity. Yeah, then it, you gotta mop brain. the floor afterwards. <laughs> it just—that's fucking gross. Uh, you gotta be afraid of those creative juices, bro. Oh my god! Oh my god! I'm not gonna say it. Um. Okay. Um. Hey, hey bro. Why is the floor sticky? Did you? Did you get creative again? <laughs> okay, okay. So I'll that stop. part where we keep I it just have, 30 minutes. I have one question though, right? Okay. right? Do creative juices have pulp? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Never mind, I'm done. <laughs> Okay, uh, it's time for that part of the podcast where you tell us what's our next movie, Peter. Wait, oh yeah, you you picked this movie. I so did. I gotta, I gotta pick a movie. Yeah. Our next movie that we will watch, uh, starring a person called <laughs> Nicolas Cage. No. Our next movie is Pig. Oh, I thought you were gonna say Color Out of Space because I watched that last night. But okay. <laughs> No, it's Pig. We're going to watch Pig. I don't even know what that fucking is. I'm in. I will read you the synopsis. It just came out. It's very good. A trouble hunter who lives alone in the Oregonian wilderness must return to his past in Portland and search for his beloved foraging pig after she was kidnapped. So think John Wick, but... With a pig. (laughs) This took a turn I was not expecting. Think John Wick, but with a pig, and instead of like a professional hitman, he's a professional chef. He's a professional truffle hunter. Yes, he's a <laughs> chef. Um, from what I understand, I have not watched this movie yet. Uh, from what I understand, is he's a chef who got too famous and decided to live alone with his pig, just foraging for truffles, so he can make food by himself in the woods, and someone steals his pig. What happened to Guy Fieri? Mm. I mean, you, you you could see that it tracks. Um, okay, uh, join us next time on. Oh, we never said the name of the fucking podcast. The test reel. <laughs> Every episode's gonna sound like a test reel at this rate. It really is. Um, 
join us uh j- join us for our next episode where we review pig peter's movie that just sounds terrifying that sounds like a a russian snuff film um uh the tagline for the movie pig is who has my pig <laughs> god okay now, now it sounds like an alabama smut film or snuff film. Uh, okay let's squeal piggy <laughs> Uh, where can the people find you, Peter? Uh, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Zen uh, Zen Suzuma Z O O M A, um, and then um, oh, if you want to follow my Big Brother exclusive Twitter account, it's at <laughs> Cookout Watch. Oh I have a lot of things to say about reality TV on that uh, in that on that Twitter, and uh, all of them good. They're all good. So, okay. Uh, Y'all can find me uh, nowhere online because my accounts are private and I like to keep it that way. Uh, but you can find the podcast. Okay, so you can find the podcast at Test Real Pod on Twitter, and that's T E S T R E E L P O D. Also, uh, if you want to email us, it's testrealpod at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on Apple Podcasts. You can find us on. Uh, actually like all of them really. yeah you yeah we're using anchor it like pushes it out doesn't it yeah we're out on <laughs> it's, it's posting our pussy out there um <laughs> we're popping wait what you did you just say pussy it's posting our pussy out there good we're on all this we're, we're on all the listening platforms um good night <laughs> do you have any uh words of wisdom to say before we leave um, if you're, if you are the illegitimate heir to a baroness, definitely get her to fake your murder so you can come in as your alter ego and take over her entire fortune. Okay. That wasn't quite what I was looking for, but we'll, we'll get there. Also, don't stop believing. Yeah. Just hold on to that feeling. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I think that's the end of it. Uh, this will be pretty easy to stitch on to the end. Um, hooray! <laughs> <laughs> okay.